0: Welcome to the Coaching Ignited podcast. I'm your host Alex Povey. It's great to have you here. This show is all about peeling back the curtain on what's going to help you build the fitness business you truly want. And each week we bring on a new guest to share their stories, insights and strategies so you too can take action and apply what you learn. The podcast is released every Wednesday on all the major platforms including Spotify and iTunes so make sure you go give that a subscribe guys. Now if you're a personal trainer in a commercial gym with 500 plus members and you want to fast track your income growth and learn how to sign multiple new clients a week, reach out to me personally through Facebook or Instagram and just drop me a private message so we can get the conversation started and see if you could be a good fit for one of our programs. All the links to my social can be found in the show notes so you can connect with me there. Now let's get into this week's episode. Enjoy the show. Hey what is up guys welcome back and today we're going to be diving into part one of a two-part series that I put together with my good friend Rich Wellington. Rich uh, does very much what I do when it comes to mentoring personal trainers. He helps with sales, marketing and business optimization and I really respect what he does and how he coaches his clients and personal trainers and fit pros. And he's been on the CI podcast before, I've been on his podcast, the Transformative Sales Podcast, and today we thought we'd put together um, a two-part series. So this is part one, and you can find the other part, which is going to be going live on his podcast in the coming weeks. Now, part one is all about the mindset of a successful personal trainer. So what type of mindset you need to cultivate in order to succeed in the fitness industry. And then part two, which we've already recorded and it's cued to go out, is how to deal with the fear of rejection. So how to deal with the fear of rejection when it comes to marketing, when it comes to sales, when it comes to business, increasing your prices, asking for money, selling your services, whatever it is, we really unpack the psychological aspect of the fear of rejection, which potentially is holding you back and does hold a lot of people back from growing their businesses. So make sure you go check that out on Rich's podcast, which you can find on all the major platforms. So let's get into this week's episode. We're live on the Coaching Ignited podcast and also live on Facebook with my good friend, Rich Wellington. Now, Rich, I like Rich because... We're on the same vibe, we do the same thing, we mix in the same circles and Rich is someone who I respect highly for what he does and he genuinely cares about people. He genuinely cares about people and I resonate with that because he, like me, likes to help as many people as possible with his skills, with his experience. So We're putting this together for you. He's been on the Coach Ignited podcast before. Can't even remember which episode it was now because we've done so many, Um, but he's been on before. He's got his own podcast called The the Sales. What is it? Remind me. Don't Uh, fucking butcher it. I'm (laughs) bluffing it. Wait, no. The Sales Transformation
1: Podcast. The transformative sales podcast.
0: Close. Like, yeah, I was close. I, I had the words, but the configuration. I've got a so bit much up.
1: respect for this guy. What's his podcast again?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I just got called out by Rich live <laughs> on Facebook. All right. So today we're going to be speaking about the mindset of a successful personal trainer. Now I think we need to preface this, Rich, when it comes to a successful personal trainer, because mm. that's kind of a loose word. It can mean a lot of things to a lot of different people. Yeah, hundred percent. So l- let's start with that from your viewpoint. Like, what is your what is your opinion of a successful
1: personal trainer? What would that look like from from your viewpoint? So from me, I'm I'm definitely going to come more from like an emotional. Uh, you know, standpoint, you know, less the logical and the analytical because that's just me as a person. So like if someone tags themselves or labels themselves as a successful trainer, it's going to be someone that's in love with what they do. And they're able to create the life that they want from being rewarded from doing the work that they love and helping and transforming those lives. So that's, that's, that's real simplicity for me. Further beyond that, you know, Success can come in many other different ways. You don't have to always uh, make your living and your money just inside the fitness industry. You know, people, once they start started to make some money inside the fitness industry, then go on to investing money into properties and opening up other businesses and things like that. But I guess, you know, top level, it'll be as long as you're in love with what you do and you've been re- rewarded so you can create a life that you really want and that you desire, don't think it gets much better than that. Hmm. Yeah, I'd have to second that.
0: And um, I was thinking about this over the weekend. We were having a little bit of a conversation off record um, before we jumped on the podcast. And I've been exploring some different things and really just trying to think about like why we're here, like what are we doing? Why are we building these businesses? And from my viewpoint, success is basically being able to use your business as a mechanism to protect the quality of your life, but also like increase the quality of your life and the experiences that you can have in this world. Right? So going on trips, doing charitable work, accomplishments, building um, a podcast or helping people, helping personal trainers impacting people's lives and success uh, also translates to creating wealth and income that gives you a resource to then leverage to do things that you want to do that make you happy, right? And so to me, success is when you've got all the things dialed in that are important, like your basic needs, your psychological needs, your physiological needs, and you're accomplishing things, but also you've got enough income to sustain yourself and do the things that you want to do. And that's really how I'd look at it. And I see a lot of people getting fixated on the Rolexes and the cars and the watches and, and the houses. And they're almost a prisoner to themselves in anticipation of feeling good when they get those things. And you can feel good about having all those things right now because that's just a choice. It's a choice to feel the way you feel. And so like my definition of success as well is basically programming the mind so that you're constantly grateful happy and you appreciate what you have now but also you appreciate what you are going to get in the future too and that's really my two cents
1: awesome yeah yeah totally so it's like being being present you know with what you're doing I guess is you know one thing I heard from that and like you know, being in love with your work makes you present with what you do because then you're deeply attached to it, you know, and that love carries through. So I think, you know, a lot a lot of personal trainers, some don't. There's a small percentage that are purely uh, personal trainers just for monetary reasons. But I think the majority of the fitness industry is full of people that joined because they wanted to get away from what they were doing because they weren't in love with it. And they genuinely saw the benefits of being able to help people and change their lives. So we're we're full of an industry that most coaches are like, hat on sleeve, you know, hey, uh, you know, here's who I am, here's what I do, you know, I can change your life, I can change your life, you know, come and work with me. You know, they're just sort of very open and very honest, you know, about that fact, which I think is pretty fucking cool. So I totally resonate with that. But when I, I guess when it comes to um, success, how other people might measure it, you know, the financial side of things, I think the mindset also needs to be attached to the fact that, you know, you do need, you know, the system side, you need the structure, you know, you need the the approach of, you know, a system thinker or at least elements of that, you know, and I guess that's, you know, a lot of like what, what you guys do, at, you know, Coach and Ignited, right. You would bring a lot of systems into place that people can be used.
0: Mm. so let let's dive into the mindset then The mindset yeah. of a successful personal trainer because i think we've set the kind of parameters of what success means and that will differ to everyone listening to this to to a lot of people it is balance to a lot yeah. of people it's like maximum growth impact income all those things but no matter what you want to achieve um you need a certain mindset if you were to reach new levels because you can't achieve new things. If you're the same person, you've got to evolve, right? Because if you want something different, you've got to be a different person in order to acquire those things. Mm-hmm. And you've got to transform yourself and you've got to grow in certain areas. Um, I, I can't
1: go on. Just the thing about like being, um, being a different person. I think, I don't think it's about being a different person. I think sometimes it's like getting back in touch with who you were when you were a child. So it's more about like clearing the rubbish of what we thought we had to be, when in actual fact, what the world needs sometimes is more of that like childlike behavior, you know, an approach to life, you know, applying a little bit more fun to things. I think sometimes people think they need to become this like higher level, like entrepreneur that's like, Sam ovens <laughs> not all the time some sort of fucking alien from a different planet when in actual fact there's others that operate on a completely different plane you know so sometimes I don't sometimes I can sort of see there being a different person when in actual fact the other times I'm like mm. I like that you've got a different
0: viewpoint like what you're talking about is tapping into like your playful side your Your behaviors as a child, because those things allow you to be a certain way that you are saying is going to have a positive impact on the business. If you're more playful, you're more childlike, you're more loose, and and anyone that knows you and has seen your content, we could describe you as that. You you dick around a little bit. You're quite loose with your language. You swear. You've got a bit of a potty mouth sometimes, right? And you're not afraid to like use those terms. And just be like yourself. So I get what you're saying, like you're very authentic versus
1: Mm. pretending
0: to be someone
1: else. Precisely. Is that what you're getting at here? And usually, do you know the interesting thing is? There's a lot of us that uh, that become personal trainers because we're escaping like corporate life and basically we've been boxed into a place where you have to be a certain someone and you have to wear a certain uniform and act a certain way And then all of a sudden, there's like this huge degree of freedom, you know, where you can be yourself again, Mm. you know, to a certain point for most people, you know, being a personal trainer until then, maybe something happens and, and causes you to think a different way. But yeah, definitely. I think like on the, not to take this off on a tangent too much, but like with sales, like those with kids will understand this, like children are like the best salespeople ever because they don't I, fucking give up. No, exactly. <laughs> That's why. And they ice don't cream. take no for
0: an answer. I, I don't have the privilege of having kids. You've got kids. So how many kids have you got? you got four
1: kids? Right now, yeah.
0: Yeah, right now, he says. As, he's, <laughs> as he has plans to build out his tribe even further. But yeah, like, talk about the nature of a child when it comes to sales.
1: Yeah, they're just like, like Harry, ice cream. Just look at me. Ice cream. I'm like, you want an ice cream? Yes, and then he'll assume he'll assume that he's closed me on the idea of an ice cream, and he'll grab my hand and he'll walk me to the door. Huh. This is
0: interesting, because I, I was actually taught this by uh, a sales mentor. When I used to work in, um, in a company called Night Knox. we used to build, uh, actually, we used to work for developers. We used to sell off-bond investments for the developer, raise funds, sell them to investors, and this guy comes in. Um, quite early in my career kind of like Wolf of Wall Street-esque right Mm -hmm. yeah but he he was a bit of a knob to be honest (laughs) Um, I'll Mm -hmm. be honest Mm -hmm. (laughs) exactly (laughs) Um, but uh, he came in and there was something that stuck that you just mentioned then which does actually work and it's kind of like this mindset of just being assumptive and he called it assumptive dismissive Mm. And it's kind of what a child does, right?
1: Yeah.
0: What you just mentioned, your your son doing, ice cream, ice cream, and then grabs your hand and just takes you. He's being assumptive. And then he's dismissing any of your reaction as to a no. He's just being assumptive and dismissive. And he's leading you the way you want to be, the way he wants to lead you. And that's kind of like an interesting way to look at it from a child's perspective, but it actually does work when it comes exactly.
1: It's cool because then like, usually when, when we get like an objection, it's usually like the adult mind trying to, you know, like creating like reasons for not to do something. Mm-hmm. Whereas a playful mind, a child's mind is like, but why can't we do this right now? This is really fun. We've got to do this, right? We've got to do this. So that's how I like to have conversations with people. when we're doing business, I try to keep things, everything in my life as fun as possible. You know, my relationship, my, you know, with kids, with Elaine, with business, even like when the postman knocks on the door. I I high five my postman. Nice. (laughs) I I have like opened the door this morning. I was on a coaching call at the time. I was like, be right back. Open the door. High five. Cheers for the post. Just, you know, inject something else into other people's lives. It's It's like jovial, right?
0: It's just fun. Like yeah. you said, the the kid like behaviour, and I think that's that's like easier for for parents. I'm not a parent, so I'm not exposed to kids probably in the same way as you. And I, and I imagine like I can get quite serious and uptight because I'm I'm not introduced to those playful behaviours as much as you're exposed to them, and you're you're almost being. Um, Affected by their behaviour in terms of how they behave, you're being affected by that, and it's probably making you more playful because you have to be playful with your kids. And so that's. Oh, why I don't have to be.
1: I don't have to be. You, you know, don't sometime, have to be. Yeah, sometimes <laughs> they get locked away. You know, sometimes he they, doesn't uh, beat them. <laughs> I'm just going to caveat that. Who he doesn't, doesn't? He doesn't, doesn't beat them. <laughs> who doesn't? Don't don't get into <laughs> trouble. Don't get into trouble. <laughs> but no, but seriously, like I've I've been like this like my whole life. Like, how we are, how you guys like see me on my stuff and how you you know see me with Alex, like, right now. Like, I've always... And I try and encourage people to do this a little bit, you know, with themselves when I'm looking after them, is just, just look at the restrictions and rules that sometimes societies apply to things and question it. Is that really the best way of doing it? Is that, like, how we should be doing it? Mm. But that's like an ENFP trait as well, is to basically just look at rules and go that needs bending. <laughs> That's not the way we do it. <laughs> you know, let's try it this way instead. Yes, yes, uh, something popped into
0: my head when you were talking about like um, children, right? And we are talking about them being assumptive dismissive. And I want to keep this on track in terms of like, being a successful personal trainer. And you're talking about like uh, societal norms and, and how society is. And as you grow up, you get these like, no, you can't do this. No, you can't have that. No, you can't come in here. And you kind of get like those no's over and over again. And it's almost like conditioning you to realize that there is rules, there's boundaries, there's things that you can't do. Mm -hmm. And it almost kind of like crushes you to a degree and makes you feel that a lot of things are not possible because you're so used to hearing no from everyone all the time. And you're you're being trained to abide by certain rules. And if we bring this back to just like being playful and being like a kid, there is really no rules when you're a kid at a certain age because you don't understand what rules are. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And if there's no rules, then you're more inclined to test things, try things, ask for things, and you receive things, right? Like the ice cream that you mentioned. And I wanna bring this back to like personal trainers and their mindset you've probably been conditioned so much into hearing no, 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 no. You're going to assume that you can't just go up and speak to people and chat to people. (laughs) You can't just message people and build relationships. People are not going to buy from you. They're just going to say no. Like You're going to be conditioned to thinking that things don't work or most things are not going to happen, or you're going to hear a lot of no's because you're conditioned that way. But the successful personal trainer, we could argue, would try and train themselves the opposite way mentally in terms Mm -hmm. of, no, that's not true. It's just a hypothesis based on current exposure to society up until this point.
1: Yeah.
0: Right. Being conditioned with no's, but it's, it's not true that that person over there on the gym floor is automatically going to say no to you mm. or someone's automatically not going to sign up to to your training and say no to you. It's quite the opposite. If you were to put yourself out there and not care as much like a child and just go and ask and be assumptive and be dismissive.
1: Yeah, 100%. Like One thing that really stuck in my mind from, from being younger, my mum... She said it a few times, you know, through through my through my life. Anytime where I've been worried about like about approaching a situation or a person or a group of people or something, she always just used to look at me and just say, Nobody's better than you. Don't ever think that. We're all the same. So she used to like equalize everybody for me in my mind. You know, and that's how I got It makes it really easy to, you know, to to approach certain situations or, you know, like when I went and joined the military, I had no idea what that was going to be like. I had no idea. I had nobody previously who'd been in the family, who'd been in the military or anything. But I was so confident going into it because I was like, well, all these other people have been through it. No one's better than me. Mm -hmm. I can just create that sort of flat line. So I went into it like you know, with my head up and like, hey, I'm going to enjoy this experience and what it's got to sort of give. And I guess a lot of that then going through the sort of the military and believing in myself even more, because that was the first time I really, you know, did stuff for myself properly, you know, without being in like the family home and having the support of, you know, my my mum, my stepdad and my brothers. By the time I'd come out of the other end of that, that really locked in place, everything that I was really great at, and then how I was going to use that sort of moving forwards in my life. Uh, Again, holding on to that sort of childlike behavior, even in like the strictest of environments, the military, where basically if you fuck up, people die, you're not going to have a job anywhere else in the world where that's going to happen. So I was able to you know, use that, and actually, you'll probably find military people are probably more jovial than most <laughs> because of the adverse conditions they're put under. And basically you turn a dark situation into a fun situation pretty quickly. Mm. And that's how and then I was like, you know what? If that can be applied there, hell, we can be, we can have fun 24-7 with whatever we do, you know, and have like great energy all the time. And I know like some people aren't necessarily that sort of way out and they don't want to operate like that, but when it's come to like the success of like, um, you know, for my own fitness business, the, the rules I always operated by was, you know, love everyone, respect everyone, you know, have a great conversation with people, mm. always be, you know, pushing people to think like a different way about themselves and how they view themselves in the world. And, you know, somebody's no might not actually mean no, <laughs> you know, it might mean something else, you know, so you've got to ask questions to get a, bit, a, little, a little bit deeper on that. So that, that's my own experience, I guess, and my own sort of mindset towards success. I want to dive into your, your days
0: in the forces because there'll be some valuable lessons in there that are applicable to, to building discipline, like you said, confidence, belief systems in yourself, which are all mindset things and things people should aspire to cultivate in order to be successful as a personal trainer, right? like we need those those boundaries as well we need some kind of rules if we're to function otherwise it's going to be chaotic if we're just acting like a child all the time so there has to be balance of the two things like yin and yang right so in terms of the the forces i right, tell us what did what skills did you learn there from a behavioral perspective that have allowed you to go ahead and build fitness business and do what you do now and, and coach personal trainers.
1: Great you know one thing that I actually discussed with my mum again, um, You know we were talking about uh, how stringent everything was. and I actually well actually now being through that and being in the military, I can actually tell you, because um, people talk about freedom mm. freedom oh, I could do whatever I want. Actually, that's not freedom, (laughs) that's chaos. (laughs) Freedom actually comes when you've got structure and you've got order, because then you've got something to follow and you know where you're at and where your timings are. And then your creativity can actually grow more because then you've got an understanding. Like right now in front of me on my laptop, I've got my Google calendar open. I'm probably Mm -hmm. like yourself, you know, I'm ruled by you know the timings that are in there and what we do like I know what time we were on here for this and the calls I've had through the day and when I do a live training and you know when I speak with people that for me I know I just you know, oh yeah two minutes until this happens in between that time, my mind could go crazy and off in all sorts of different directions so you know the military is very much for me we straight away you know day zero everything's all about this time in here and you have to be there 10 minutes before that timing. Then there's this time in here and you have to be 10 minutes, you know, before that. And there's preparation. You have to look a certain way and be dressed in a certain way. And it's getting you used to being in that, um, that scheduled and organized manner. Mm. <sighs> Some people won't look at it like that. They'll look at it like, fucking well, you now you're being, you know, you're being soldiered sort of hardcore, but I found it really freeing, really freeing because previously, like in my own life, there was very little structure. You know, my dad wasn't around when I was younger and, you know, I lived in a, like a really high feminine household, which is like that sort of energy is like this, right? It's up and down, up and down. It's not fixed like the masculine energy is. So for me, being able to go and experience the military all of a sudden I could sort of combine those two places. And I was like, this is the fucking magic number. <laughs> this is exactly what I need. So I could take away the, the structure first of all. And then the other th- few things that I picked up from being in the military was, you know, you get out what you're fucking put in, mm. you know? So I got top awards, you know, through basic training, through my trade training, top marks and everything. I thought I was stupid before I went into the military, but I actually came out with Microsoft certifications, Cisco certifications, you know, you name it, i have got fucking awards for everything, right? And although previously I'd not done much schooling or got any GCSEs, but I'd been through them, being in that focused environment where people were just like, they told me, hey, you can fucking do this. You know, I've, I've seen your scores on this, this, and this. I believe in you, just go in that room and smash it. Mm by having someone that was genuinely on my side because I was in the same club as them, you know, I came out of there like, fuck me. I'm really intelligent. (laughs) I didn't even fucking realize this. I thought I was stupid. So again, having that confidence, you know, coming out of that experience, I knew straight away, if I wanted to apply myself academically, I could do. Also in the same instance, I was, um, um, like a, a great leader, you know, outside of structure, when chaos was actually in motion. Mm. I was able to, like, have people feel safe and secure and, you know, be someone that's looked up to straight away, you know, if a situation sort of kicked off. So that really allowed me to understand where my leadership skills were and that I'm naturally, you know, great at having people sort of gravitate towards me, you know, in problematic times. Mm. Um, Yeah, bring me back on course if I'm veering.
0: Yeah, I, wanted, I want to dive into um, what you said about um, the discipline and the structure. because it, it, It's interesting because people always want to seek freedom, right? We want freedom to be able to do the things that we want to do, but also yeah. like you need to have structure in order to create the freedom. Otherwise, everything just overlaps and you don't really have any freedoms because you're not able to switch off because you always feel like you need to be on if you're a business owner. Whereas if you like segment your days out like you do, like I do, um, and you block specific items out that need completing, you can then spend some time in the evening guilt-free with your kids or on the weekend or go traveling or go to the cinema or go to Nando's knowing that things have been taken care of because you had structure in place to make sure that you're still moving forward and you're hitting those key performance indicators, and those uh, income generating activities. And there's some order in your business. So I love what you said about that. Because from a mindset perspective, like if you don't want to feel overwhelmed, which is a very common problem when it comes to running personal training business or any business, then you need to have some discipline to put structure in. And then engineer some freedom time inside of that work week so that you can recharge, you can relax, you can see your family, you can see your partner, you can go on a date, you can go for a meal. And I think like this isn't discussed enough. It's almost just like, yeah, business, 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 clients, 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 clients grow, grow, grow. I used to think like that. I used to think, hey, it's just, let's grind it out for 12 hours a day. Let's just grind, let's just grind. Hmm. And just do whatever you can in that space of time but for me personally, the big shift for me, specifically uh, last year and this year, is just like engineering the downtime. And I found it so more important because then you're way more productive in those hours and in those slots that you're dedicating to maybe creating content, to doing a podcast, to doing sales calls or consultations if you're a personal trainer, or programming or building out things for your business. And so... I never really liked the word balance, but now I get it. Yeah. I I never really liked the word balance, but this is kind of one of the secrets that's not a secret because there is no fucking secrets in anything. Everyone knows everything and you can access it all. But Mm -hmm. I am a big believer now in in that balance mindset to a degree. Like it's going to be heavily skewed towards business because I enjoy doing that. And if you're running your personal training business and you're listening to this and you love building it, great. Like do what makes you happy, but also understand that there's certain things that you need to take care of as well. Like your family, your relationships, your experiences, spirituality, maybe your health. And if any of those are being compromised in pursuit of building your business, then it will take a toll on your mindset. You could potentially burn out and that's going to cost you business, client results, and growth in the long run anyway. It's a marathon, not a sprint, because we're we're going to be in the game for many, many years, so don't burn out
1: in the process of trying to build something. Yeah, exactly. exactly. I think, again, like forced rest was something that, you know, I picked up on pretty early, you know, from being in the forces – and realise like why the women, like my mom and stuff that I've been exposed to, being younger. Your mom's so- getting a
0: lot of their time on
1: this. I think I that's. Love, the, I love my mum. That's mom. the
0: third time. What, what's your mum's name? Let's give her a shout out. Debbie. Debbie, Debbie, you're a gem. Brenda's yeah. giving us some kudos as well. She says you've got a great mum.
1: Yeah, mum, mum, brought you up women, well, man. Women rule the world. That's my opinion. Everything is driven by female force they give Even, birth to the world th- that's for sure they give birth to the world um they've got the highest pain threshold, and basically they drive the the thoughts and ears of the male leaders of the world you know if if that's um that's not too far fetched but that's what I believe and have experienced at least, but yeah, I love my mum and uh, you know she doesn't get enough credit for um you know for what she's done for me and my brothers that's for sure so um but yeah, forced rest, definitely something that um, picked up on pretty early, you know, really important, you know, in the forces when you've got such a high physical output and mental output all the time, mm. you know, you would literally not be allowed to leave base. You'd literally be like, you, you stay in your barracks, you go out and eat and you come back and lay back down again. <laughs> and some of the guys were be like, oh, this is shit. And I was like, this is amazing. Like they really care about us, you know? <laughs> I was like, this is class don't go anywhere. And <laughs> the guys that did leave base, you know, got in trouble. But then, you know, I was able to apply those principles, you know, into my own training and everything that I did, you know, through my forces career. And then also, like even now, you know, in my personal training business, people come to me and be like, you need to rest more. And they're like, but, you know, and I want to train more. And I'm like, no, it's not about training more. You need you need to rest now. You need to go recover. You need to go sleep. You don't need to you know, have a wank and put yourself to bed. Oh, he said way- it on the podcast. Oh, shit, I'm allowed to swear.
0: Hey, you can do whatever you want. Oh, I swear gosh. all the time. <laughs> so- I, was just, I was just alluding to the, the masturbation comment. <laughs> well, it's such, true. Such a child, isn't he? It? It's, it's true. like he doesn't care. He it's does true. Care.
1: Do you know, it, it's true that, like, like, sometimes I'll, I'll have, you know, one of my one-to-one guys turn up on a call and I'm like, you know, what's wrong? And they'll be like, oh, I don't know what's going on. Like, what's, what's going on in the personal life? And they'll tell me a little bit. And I'm like, right, I was like, this fucking call's useless. You need to go in, fucking sleep, toss off. You need to do something. But you need to fucking go in, change your state right now.
0: <laughs> you know,
1: <laughs> like, I can't, you're not going to listen to what I'm giving you right now. It's yeah, like, why? You're, not, you're not a sponge. Yeah, let know? me
0: dive in on that point And let's just unpack that point. The, the state management piece. Like... Why is that important? Why is it important for people to be in the right state of mind when you're working with them, when you're coaching them, when they're building their business? What's the downside if you just plough on and you don't have that
1: rest time like we were saying? You you can't learn anything new. So you go from being a sponge to a rock, basically. (laughs) You just pour water over a rock and it just disappears. Hmm. Yes, some rocks will soak up a little bit of moisture, you fucking geeks, but overall, you know, it'll just run straight off, like water off a duck's back. So people need to be in that open-minded, relaxed, um, you know, fun place, you know, in order to learn new stuff and be able to go and apply it. If someone's in a really high-stress situation, you know, that is the worst time to teach them something new. High-stress situations, you can only recall information that's been taught to you already you know, from from times gone past. So you're acting instinctively on it, mm. right? Like the forces, right? That's why there's repetition, repetition, repetition of what we do. So when the shit does hit the fan, you don't even think about it. You just go, you just yeah. put the it gets cocked you on one knee, you know, and you're pointing your rifle in the right direction. You're shouting the right words. And it's the same, you know, with coaching. You know, if someone comes in and they're stressed out, I'm like, you're fucking useless to me right now you are not doing what I've told you to do. <laughs> you need to go back to the barracks and watch some Netflix or do something else that's fun. And usually when I pick apart, you know, why they're feeling like that, I'm like, right, what's your sleeping like? How much fun are you having? You know, what's going on with the relationship? Blah, blah, blah. And by the time we've broken it down, some one of those like basic core needs is like missing or deficient. You know, like what you were talking about before. You know, they're not looking after themselves. They're not having fun. So... Yeah. And I just want to double up on this
0: from a, from a sales perspective, right? Because we both teach sales and marketing to, to our clients, to the personal trainers that we work with. And from a sales perspective, when you're in a bad state, when you're in a high stress state, very emotionally charged, it's actually a very bad place to be when it comes to sales, right? And seeing things clearly because if you're like super stressed or emotionally charged in a situation, particularly in a sales process, you make emotional decisions and you get attached to the outcome. When you get attached to the outcome, like you miss things, you don't ask the right questions, you don't listen correctly because the emotions are clouding your judgment. And so naturally, your ability to convert people into paying customers diminishes when you're not in a good state and it comes across you know when you're uptight you're, you're really uptight and you're stressed people can see that and they can feel it and it's not a good frequency to admit uh to emit, is it so i always say to my guys when like they're feeling super stressed they're feeling anxious they're getting very emotionally charged or they've had a couple of setbacks i'm like take take some time out, take 30 minutes, go and hit a walk, go, go train, go and do something that's going to change your physiology and get you in a good spot, release some dopamine. Don't take drugs, but you know, like take something that's going to like boost the way you feel and then come back with a fresh head. Cause like your emotions are very delicate things and we need them to protect us from fear of death, loud noises, or potential dangers. But like, if you want to be successful as a personal trainer, if you want to be successful in sales, you've got to learn to manage your emotions. You've got to be self-reflective and understand when they're creeping in and when they're potentially hurting your performance and your business. And then just take a step back, like Rich said, and come back later. Like, Give it some time, reset, because you'll do more harm than good a lot of the time if you just continue in those bad emotional states.
1: Yeah. Precisely. It's like it's like being on a being on a range, a shooting range. So, so if someone starts getting emotional, they'll just stop. They'll stop them. They'll pull them out. There's no point. You can't. It's like with sales, you can't pull the trigger and be effective on target if you're just pulling with loads of emotion and you're just all over the place like this. Because then you you're shooting up here and you're shooting into the sand of the back. Pointless. Mm. You might as well be, you know, like a sniper. You know, once you get onto the range, you know, of your sales. And what I mean by that is like being present again. So like Alex says, change your physiology. So you're focused on that person, their problems, you're listening, you're seeing, you're smelling, you're tasting everything that's going on in that situation. So then you can deliver, you know, the correct prescription. You know, if that's what you want to call it, you know, see yourself like a doctor. Yeah. You know, if a doc, if a doc, if you went into a doctor's office and the doctor was crying, <laughs> oh, oh god, and he was like, you know, swinging a cat around in the room, you wouldn't take bloody advice off him, would you? <laughs> you'd no. be like, no, exactly. A bit, if a doctor is crying out and he, and he's like stressed
0: and he's like agitated, you'd be like, hmm. I'm it would make you here. feel, <laughs> yeah, it would, it would make you feel uneasy, particularly when they're prescribing you medication like something you're about to ingest, like if the, the doctor's not very calm, relaxed, very methodical, he's doing his diagnosis, he's doing all the things he needs to do. If he's not in that state, then you're going to feel it and it's going to make you feel uneasy. And it's mm-hmm. the same when you sat down with a with a personal training prospect, a potential client. if you're um, exhibiting those behaviors where you, you're stressed, you're pranging, you're like twitchy and you're nervous. And this could be like common with going through a sales process anyway, right? When you put too much pressure on yourself or you get emotionally attached to the outcome instead of just trying to help someone and listening intently to the problem and just seeing if you can prescribe a solution. So like, you've got to be mindful. For me, um, this is something I've cultivated and maybe you have yourself because self-reflection I feel is a skill. That you, that you have to develop because I think a lot of people don't take time to stop, take a step back and like reflect on how they're feeling, their actions, what they're doing in their business, their marketing, their sales process. And even when they do, they're not doing it in a methodical and strategic way. They'll just be doing it in their head, which is not very effective to identify problems or figure things out, you want to just get a pen and paper out. And this is something that I do. I start jotting things down, writing notes, journaling, expressing my thoughts. I do this thing called a weekly review where every Sunday, and I give this to, to the clients that I work with, I do a review from top to bottom of the whole week, top three things, top three wins. Uh, what did I struggle with the most? If I was to coach myself through this, what advice would I give myself? Um, Where am I on a scale of one to five in terms of my health, wealth, learning, happiness, gratitude, spirit, experiences? And I'm just looking at the data and looking at what's coming onto the paper and removing it from my head and then I can address it. And this is something that I've been doing consistently for probably about eight months now, every single Sunday where I do that weekly review. And it's given me that skill, which like anything you can cultivate a skill of being self-reflective. And then from there, you can learn to master your emotions or kind of be mindful about when they creep up and when they're hindering your progress as a business owner and when you need to go, hey, Alex, you need to step back from the situation because you're getting a little bit emotionally charged. Come back in an hour or two. And it's yeah. just having that awareness because you can coach yourself through a lot of these situations to perform better and be a better business owner and personal trainer. 100%. Have, you got, have you got any kind of like mindset tricks rituals processes anything that you follow from business standpoint or how do you how do you show up the way you
1: want to show up do you know what dude it happens a little bit more organically for me Mm. um i've tried writing i've tried having journals and stuff whereas for us we we set up um, a house where we have tea together every night um we have a you know a structure and a, an organization on a morning where, you know, I'm up at a certain time and you know, kids get taken to school and books get read and lunches are made the night before and things like that. I think thinking about it now, on a nighttime when we sit down and have tea together, that's like all our journaling and mm. reflection, like our daily and weekly reflection right there because everyone talks and we go around and we check in with everybody. You know, and that's an opportunity when you sit there and we speak, you Mm. know, through having our main meal and dessert. And then maybe we all go and sit in the front room and maybe the TV's on and stuff. So that's a real nice check-in. So if, like, Joe, our 15-year-old, like, he's super emotional. He's a cancerian. (laughs) He's driven by the moon. So he's always got, like, a bit of drama and a bit of emotion sort of going on. So we always sort of expect a little bit of that so we have to ground him a little bit and Sam the eldest he's a little bit more logical a bit more analytical so we address that but also punch in a bit more emotion and tell him to stop being a robot so much you know and then and we all just share like that because we're all such different characters so i guess mm. rather than actually sitting down and um, you know being on my own with it I I like doing it with other people. And I guess that's a lot like when I was growing up with, you know, my mum, my stepdad, my two brothers, my nan. You know, we had quite a big household again. I'm sort of used to being in that tribe environment where I'll sit around the table and sort of beat the drum a little bit and what's been going on in everybody's days. And my stepdad would tell me about what's been going on at work because he was a policeman. And we talk about what's been happening in the shops because we had a family business and stuff. So it was always really interesting conversation. Then you know I did that in the forces as well. You know, I think that's really therapeutic, you know, for a lot of people.
0: Yeah. It's interesting again. I'm I'm seeing the differences between like you and I. Cause like you have got that circle of people, like your family around you that you live with. And so you can have almost like an open fire discussion, just like we used to do thousands of years ago, right? We'd sit around a fire, we'd share insights problems concerns breakthroughs and it's just like a nice place to just like put it all out there and and share right so for me i I don't have that luxury and maybe there's guys listening i've got family but i don't live with my family it's me Uh, and that's it right so yeah i have to i have to use what mechanisms i can to create that environment and
1: um, I see a lot think, of parallels. as well, sorry, I think that's been the really nice thing about our friendship, you know, and a few other guys that I've been talking to more recently where, you know, we swap a couple of voice notes, you know, every few days. Yeah. And there's yeah. that little, little bit of that sort of, you know, friendship and community sort of, um, you know, created. Because I, I get it, like, the be online people watching now, like just purely online personal trainers. I think even to a certain extent, when you're a one-to-one PT, there's like, there's a degree of isolation, cuz you spend a lot of time just like giving to others and never just been in a place where you can just sort of sit back and and receive you know mm. or just recharge yourself so yeah i think our friendship has been really great for that dude yeah generally
0: speaking rich just sends me things like hey sexy and, <laughs> 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 and i send back compliments about how well his hair looks as about the extent of our conversations is <laughs> it's deep, it's deep. Guys. It's very sexual. Some very, big, some big breakthroughs in the DMs. I yeah, joke. But sometimes but,
1: it's nice to just get a hair it, sexy. It's it nice to get nice. a hair
0: handsome. I say that it to people is. all the time. It is, and just like drop a couple of gifs here and there. Get creative with the gifs. Yeah. So it takes man, just a little bit of humor. That that's what I'm grateful for with our relationship. Is you you do bring some humor, which again is like that balance, right? I'm naturally quite a serious person when it comes to business. I'm like, grow, 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 build, build, build. Let's do this, this, and this, project, project, project. But sometimes it's just like, you've got to be a kid. You've got to be a childlike. You've got to have fun. You've got to be jovial. And from a mindset perspective, that's kind of one of the ingredients that you want to sprinkle in there to keep your sanity as a personal trainer or a coach. Because like you can feel isolated sometimes, even though you're surrounded by people. So you can feel isolated even though you're surrounded by people because sometimes you can feel alone or on your own. Uh, But that's not true. There's always people that you can surround yourself with um, that can just keep you in the right frame of mind because building a business is not fucking easy. And anyone that says it is, is lying to your face. (laughs) They don't don't like you. (laughs) (laughs) They're bluffing you. They're bluffing (laughs) you, right? Because it it does take like work, effort, commitment. There's a lot of... um, setbacks people are not going to pay people are not going to turn up people are going to steal your clients like like the stuff that goes on that is going to try and knock you off course and set you back so you've got to cultivate these relationships as well like a support network family or friends or um confidants can we use that word yeah is that work do you like that one i do like that one it's very nice it's very nice um to just bounce off Say it again. Confidants. <laughs> I feel like that's a word. I'm doing a lot of <laughs> I feel like it is a word. I'm reading a lot at the moment, so I'm picking up some new fancy words <laughs> that I'm going to dazzle everyone with on the podcast. I'm going to go get my encyclopedia, my dictionary. <laughs> just just word oh, check right. it. Word check yeah. it. Yeah. Anyone who can confirm in the comments, confidant, let me know. <laughs> just be sure. Um, I'm just looking... I'm just looking at the comments you just got a, a, a comment from one of my clients actually j Croft Rich does have some great hair he said well thank the, you j Croft. every everyone is dropping the comps on your hair because it oh. is a it is a very good hairline I'm thinking of getting mine done I'm thinking of getting some follicles inserted and you know what I might ask from you if you can send me over some headshots so when I go to the clinic I'll be like I want a rich Wellington. <laughs> Give me a big dick. <laughs> no, no, I mean like this, like his face. <laughs> a big I dicky. A, I want a Rich Wellington. It might be a thing. Maybe people use you as a model for their, their new hairlines.
1: You know, I used to... Do um... so, you
0: know when you go to like the hairdressers, you're like, I want to back them. Yeah. People when go it... to like the transplant clinic and go, I want a Rich Wellington.
1: Yeah, that'd be cool, wouldn't it? I'd love that. You know, you go to some Babs sure and they've got like pictures of just like these random models on the wall. Yeah. You know, I don't know if you've ever been to a barb like that. I used to go to one in York and they basically just used to go, which one? <laughs> You'd just pick a guy off the yeah. wall and they'd cut your hair sort of in the style of, you know, whatever this foreign person is on the wall and stuff, which is all. Yeah. Awesome. Now we
0: just turn up with mobiles and Beckham's and stuff. Yeah. I'm just conscious that I've got a client call uh, in one minute.
1: Oh, so wow. our,
0: our time has elapsed, man. This was fun. We could probably go on for hours just chatting. Um. Back and forth, but we're going to do another show, right? We're going to dive into the fear of rejection.
1: Yeah, we'll do that over on mine. So, for anyone watching, yeah. that's you know over from from my stuff, then we'll be over there. But it's really great to be on to be on Alex's again. We need to do this more often, dude, because I think we've got a lot to say about a lot of stuff. For sure, for sure. So before we wrap up, my friend, yes. my good hairlined friend.
0: Um. For anyone listening on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, or any one of the thousand apps on the planet who can't see us right now on Facebook, where can they find you if they wanted to learn more about Mr. Rich Wellington or find some photos of your hair?
1: (laughs) Just Facebook, dude, Facebook or LinkedIn, just search Rich Wellington. And, uh, usually my profile shots just of me, like big smiles and, and grinning away. Um, the, the podcast is uh, the transformative sales podcast and again my face will be on there uh, under my name of Rich Wellington but you know if, you, if you're a PT and stuff and you want you know some great knowledge bombs every day of the week obviously you're already following Alex if you're listening to this but yeah come and friend me as well I'm pretty sure we'll um, we'll get along mighty fine if you like Mr. Pervy yes
0: alright dude thank you so much for coming on and having a chat and uh yeah we'll wrap this up and then we'll dive onto your platform shortly and um share some more content with the guys and girls obviously cheers mr pete all right oh give my regards to debbie i will i'll say hello to my mum for you all right see you in a bit (laughs) see you soon Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of the podcast. I hope you enjoyed the show. If you did enjoy it, I'd be really grateful if you could leave a short review on one of the platforms. And if you're a personal trainer in a commercial gym with 500 plus members and you want to fast track your income growth and learn how to sign multiple new clients a week, reach out to me personally through Facebook or Instagram and just drop me a private message so we can get the conversation started and see if you could be a good fit for one of our programs. All the links to my social can be found in the show notes so we can connect there see you next week